Mr. Zachary Lee's 25th birthday. Zach, oh my gosh. Tomorrow is it. your 25th birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. I mean, we're going to have a praise wow. break or something? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good no praise, praise break. break for the birthday? I'm going to move this camera up just, just a tad because our heads are getting cut off. So there we go. So today is a fantastic Friday, Zach. You know why? Oh, I know why. Because it's Friends Friday. It is Friends Friday. And we got your boy A.D. with us. Bring him in here, Bobby. Bring that boy in here. He's in what's here. What's up? What's, what's up? What's up? AD? Good to have you, our fantastic friend from Twitter Spaces. Twitter Space Specialist. Twitter Space <laughs> There you the go with that. Himself. Maybe we can get him a little bit bigger on there. He, he's kind of a little tiny square. Well, I think we're going to cut us off, but we can try it. There That'd be go. all right. That's, there that's we go. There right. That's all right. There we go. Eddie, what's up with you, man? Not much, man. Enjoying the day, enjoying life. Happy birthday, Zach. I didn't know I forgot about that. You know, one 25 day, years day. old. Tomorrow, one more day. Old man. Two five. Yeah. Two five. The big quarter five, of a century. Day. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that does sound old. That's, that's, old. that's too much time with with uh Zach. That's too much time. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey guys, we got a lot to talk about. We're glad to have AD here to AD here to discuss it with us. You know we got to start it off with the draft. We got to. Got to. Draft no start. He got to start with the draft, man. So, Derek Stingley goes third to the Houston Texans. Uh, I'm just saying, if Sauce Gardner would have gone before him, I would have thrown a fit. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would have thrown an absolute fit. Um. Man, out I there mean, acting like Sarah Salt Gardner is better than Derek Stingley will throw hands. We will throw hands. That's crazy. Yes, that. he has incredible that's, numbers, that's but he has incredible numbers against non-Power 5 schools. Put him up against SEC receivers, yeah. and we'll see how it goes. Let's see how good them numbers look after yeah. that. Okay? Yeah, actually, but, I had this discussion with a guy who's a Texans fan, and he was asking us about him, and I was saying, you know, Sting went up against the best every week, so – uh, you getting a dude that's battle tested and battle ready? He he gonna no give doubt. you what he got. So it's 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 on and popping. I'm I'm loving it. But I mean, if if you talk about Sting, you got to talk about Ed going in the second round, Cordell yeah. going in the third, and TDP just went about two or three picks ago to San Francisco in the nah, third man. round, which I didn't think I didn't see him going in the third. But I'm yeah. so happy he went. Like that's Absolutely. a perfect spot for him. So yeah, man, it's 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 on the problem. It's been a great draft. It's been crazy, a whole lot of trades, a whole lot of yeah. unexpected scenarios. 
I mean, thank you didn't have a quarterback go in the second round at all. And they just yeah, jumped right. to the third round. It was and then it was Ritter that was the the after picket in the first yep. round. Ritter was the first, the next quarterback off the board. Then Willis and Corral just went to the Panthers too. So it's it's been it's been a fun draft, yep. man. It's been a fun draft. Yeah, it really has been. I, 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 this has been one of the most intriguing drafts I've watched. I mean, uh, typically it's like so top heavy. Yeah. And and I, like you know the first few picks, like who they're gonna be and whatnot. Like there's a lot of mystery coming into this, and then you see Trayvon Walker go number one overall. I, I mean, I don't know about UAD or Zach, and y'all can give y'all's opinions on this. <clears throat> Trayvon Walker, I mean, he's an excellent player, but number one pick in the draft, like. Really? Well, I think it goes to show that uh, the NFL teams right now, and especially in this draft, they are really, really leaning heavy on on going after trench guys. I mean, offensive, defensive lines. I mean, they are. I mean, you saw it. Yeah. I mean, typically you see a lot of skill players, you see a lot of quarterbacks, but it has been a lot of trench players and. I think that just kind of is a testament to where the the league is headed right now with these sure, offenses. Sure. You know, they're trying to protect their quarterback with with the spread offenses that are being run right now. And you know, I mean, I, I understand it. I definitely understand it. So I think I think this draft is is kind of a an outlook into what is going to be more normal. Yeah. Um, not that you're not going to see, because whenever you have great quarterbacks in, in, in a in a draft, I mean, you're going to see those guys go, you know, in the first and second rounds. And you know, we didn't have a great QB class this year, yeah, uh, as, as we have had in the past. No I think that's yeah, another yeah. reason why you saw more of the trench guys get picked because if you if you have if you already have your quarterbacks, you know, and you're not going to be picking up any of the quarterbacks that are coming in and up in the draft because this isn't a huge uh top heavy quarterback draft right you know then that's why you're going to go and get guys that are going to protect the quarterbacks that you have right now yeah. so anyways just my take on it yeah and ad what do you got on that i mean what, what's how did you feel about the top two picks there i mean if it's my opinion i feel like if you go, if you look at the top three picks, and you're like, all right, who was the best player out for all three of them, and who should have gone first? In my opinion, it's Derek Stingley, and I'm not even trying to be biased. I think he was the most talented out of the three. But I mean, you're not you're not wrong. Like when you talk about the most talented guy in this draft, it's it's thing. We all know that. That's not a debate. Yeah, the Trayvon Walker move, particularly him as the pick, is a bit surprising. Not that they didn't go, you know, defensive line or whatever. To me, I would have personally just because of something I believe in, I would have got, I would have went and got Evan Neal, but they also right. they re-signed Cam Robinson to an extension, so there wasn't yeah. that necessary in that. Um, but I think it's a combination of not having top hit, uh, the draft be, um, uh, the top teams in the draft being so needy at quarterback, and the draft not being top heavy with quarterbacks. Uh, to with players to select, so it was kind of like a combination. Because I mean, you think about the first three teams: you got Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick last year. You got uh, Jared Goff, who's yeah. still a young quarterback, and you can build around. And then you got Davis Mills, who they said 
I think at the end of last season, they were riding with um, in Texas. So one, two, and three, boom. Even if they had top-level quarterbacks, I don't think they drafted them this year. And then you combine that with the fact that a lot of people outside of Pickett, a lot of people said, like, a lot of NFL insiders said, like, you know, slow down on the quarterback talk. You know, a lot of right. a lot of teams just slow down on that quarterback talk because it's not quite where we are used to it being at. So it was just it's a combination of not having a lot of great quarterback um, selections okay. and teams not teams the teams that's at the top having a guy that they already believe in. Whether it's right. a guy like Golf, who's who's you know who got some years under his belt, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence to form a number one pick and or. Zach Wilson, uh, Davis Mills, Mills. and yeah. Davis Mills, you know, being the guy that the Texans believe in. So yeah. it's, it's a it's kind of like a a combination of the situation. So, but um, it's but it made for the draft to be very very intriguing because, you know, personally I like what the Saints did, but I think the Jets absolutely killed it, man. They did. I think they well, them in the way of our first round picks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Them, <laughs> them in the Ravens, them in the Ravens, Ravens and, and the Eagles. The Eagles did it big too. When you think about getting AJ Brown, yes. being able to get Nicobe Dean in the third round, man, Steel. the Eagles killed it. The Ravens did what they always do, and they killed it. And I think the Jets, that's like the top three winners yeah. so far to me. Yeah, I, I think Nicobe Dean so far is a steal of the draft because honestly, Not I thought he was coach. the best linebacker in the draft. I mean, for him to fall to the third round is unbelievable. I, I, I did not see that at all. I, I seriously thought we were going to see his name called on the first night, and you saw five Georgia defensive players called that yeah. on on, on uh, the first night, and not still one didn't beat them. LSU. Yeah, not one of them was Nicobe Dean. Still didn't beat LSU's uh, record from two years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, the fact that it was all defensive players was pretty impressive. Though. But yeah, I mean, um, that is I also think that is I, mean, I also think AD, I mean, Damone Clark, I think, is also a steal. I mean, he yeah. hasn't he hasn't been taken no off doubt. the board yet, and I understand it's the injuries, but I mean Damone Clark's a guy that we, we've talked about Nicobe Dean, but Damone Clark had a better season than Nicobe Dean. Like statistically, statistically yes. yeah. I mean honestly. he had a better he better had a better season. Yeah. Um and he balled out, you know, so I know, you know, obviously the injury is a huge setback for him, but I think, you know, wherever he goes, a team's getting a steal because, you know, once he's back healthy and 100%, we know, you what know when, he, is, when yeah. he's when he's playing like, like like he can play and he's running around the field and able to go sideline to sideline, I mean, you know, that's 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 a huge steal for me as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, I I'm just going to say that I told someone like the top 2 linebackers in this draft are both falling because of injury. You know, you have the neck injury no with Damone, and then you 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 know they they publicized it after he got picked or around when he was getting picked. There was word about soft tissue injuries and a torn labrum and a pec yeah. injury he didn't have surgery on for Nicobe Dean. So, um, but they falling because of injuries. But man, if I think Dean and uh, Damone is going to make a lot of people. It's gonna look one, gonna make one GM look like a genius and make a lot of people regret yeah. not picking them. Yeah, I mean, you think about the Eagles drafting Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. Jeez, jeez. 
And I mean, Fletcher Cox, I know he's getting old, but whew, that's, I mean, that, mm. that's a stellar uh, addition to the, to the front seven for the Eagles. And um, now they got Jalen Hurser alone and AJ Brown. Like, and they have AJ Brown. I mean, watch out. I, honestly, okay, Eagles. this may not, I mean, this may be an unpopular opinion, and, and a lot of people may not agree with this. But I was I was shocked that the Titans gave up AJ Brown, and I, I think Traylon Burks is an incredible receiver. Don't get me wrong, but AJ Brown has proved himself in the NFL to be a really good receiver. Yeah, and I was shocked that they gave him up to go and get a a, a receiver out of Arkansas. I, I just and not that it was Arkansas, but I'm just saying. I mean, when you've a guy who's proved himself like AJ Brown has, and has had the first two seasons or three at the Titans like he has had, for you to give him up to go get another receiver was kind of shocking Well, I, I to think, get a rookie. I think he probably wanted out of there, and I think that's, you know, probably why uh, you have to you had to work that trade. But you, you get a guy uh, I'm really high on. I'm really high on Traylon Burks. I think, oh, I think Traylon, he'll do great. I think Traylon yeah. Burks is, is underrated in this draft. And I, and, and, I mean, if you look at his comparison, his comparison is A.J. Brown. So – Although he is not at the level of AJ Brown right now, measurables be, wise, yeah. you go and you get a guy that is similar. So uh, I think there's more to it there than just getting. And, rid the, of AJ and Brown. I mean, that's maybe true, maybe true. I did see like a video clip when Mike Vrabel found out that he had been traded. That he he was kind of like pacing around and got to get up from his seat. And I'm like, man, as a coach, that's kind of hard to swallow. Uh, but I, I mean. Then again, Traylon Burks could be incredible, and I think he'll do. I think he'll do just fine. That just kind of surprised me that when you have a solidified guy like that, to give that up to go get a rookie that hasn't quite proved himself, you know, hasn't had the chance to prove himself yet, yeah. at least. Uh, I, Katie, I, let me get I your think, opinion. I, on, on, I just on. wanted to say on yeah, the, ahead, ahead. the Titans thing. Um, I think when you combine the fact that they went and got Malik Willis, that's true. And you know, Tannehill on the downing of his career, they might just be looking ahead for the reboot, you know? So it, it, I think it's, it, I think when you combine the Trail and Burks uh, pick with the A.J. Brown trade and then go and get um, Malik Willis, I think they just looking for the offense. They're looking forward to the offensive reboot, trying to like get a foot ahead on, you know, get some steps ahead on that. No doubt, no doubt. So let me let me get your opinion. I know we got Saints fans in here. In my opinion, in my opinion, I I don't understand the whole Drake London thing. I I, I really don't. I, I don't get that. In my opinion, Chris Olave was the best receiver in this draft. I, I know people were putting Garrett Wilson above him. I know people were putting Drake London above him. Chris Olave to me was the best receiver in this draft. And here's why. Chris Olave reminds me a lot of Jamar Chase. Like his build, his his style of play reminds me a lot of Jamar Chase. And I mean, if he plays like Jamar Chase, holy cow for the Saints. I mean, yeah. holy smokes. But people were putting Garrett Wilson before Chris Olave, and I thought he was the third best receiver in Ohio State. I thought it was Chris Olave, Smith and Jigba, then Garrett Wilson. So what was your opinion on the Chris Olave pick? To me, it was a, a stellar pick. Like I think they hit it on the button. There were three guys that they that if they left with, I would have been 
absolutely 100% happy with. Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave. Yeah. You could even throw Burks in there. Drake yeah. London, I don't know what that was about, but that's you yeah, know that. Olave was one of the guys they could not afford not to get. And them getting Olave was the absolute when you talk about getting a top level talent that meets a need, a yeah. serious desperate need, yep. it's a win. I think they, they knocked it out the park with their three picks overall, pinning, getting an athletic big man with a lot of room to grow with a very high ceiling. And then you go and get Alante Taylor, who is a versatile big defensive back who can play corner all, all safety and give you some versatility in your backfield to go along with a young defensive backfield core with May and um, CD and Marshawn and Adebo, so you got you got a lot of value in them in them three top fifty picks. So I I love what they did. I love what they did with Alave, uh, Penning and uh, um, Alante Taylor or uh, Johnson. Or what I, I forgot his last name already, but I love the I love those three those three picks. So yeah, um, the Drake London thing. Man, come on now. Stop. So, Stop Andy, it. I, to follow up on that, how confident are you? Because uh, I'm pretty confident now with, you know, you got Callaway, you got Thomas, you got, you got all these dudes, you know. Like, how confident mm-hmm. are you in this wide receiver room now that they've gotten Alave, you know, and they've gotten Winston some help? Um, you know, how confident are it you looked, in, in this? It looked a lot better. Place? It looked a lot better than it did a week ago. You know, yeah. like. You like like the thing is even with Michael Thomas coming back, say Mike Thomas come back, he fully healthy and everything. That number two slot is still is still iffy. Now yeah. if Alave come in there and he just does what he can do, that it kind of it's kind of like I, y'all I know y'all get this is like um it's like in baseball when your lead up hitter when your lead off hitter is out the lineup, you throw your whole lineup out of whack. Not everybody is sitting in the right slot, and with yeah. Mike Thomas being back, but nobody else behind him. Not everybody else is in the right spot. Callaway, I don't think, is a number two. I don't think he fits that. He's a good number three, good number four, but he's not a good number two. You get a lobby yeah. in there and put him in there, and he comes in and he does his thing, then that sets everything right with the rest of the um, wide receiver. Room. Yeah. Uh, I see Justin Broussard's comment here. I, I fully agree, Justin. Uh, Justin, I, I – I, I believe Jamar Chase is a top five receiver uh, in the NFL. And I'm not saying that that, that that Chris Olave is Jamar Chase because I don't think he is yet. But his style of play, his kind of speed, his build reminds me of Jamar Chase. Take it off the top. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he, he can equate Jamar Chase quite yet, but I think he can be very similar and, and adds an incredible piece to the Saints offense like AD was kind of describing to you there. Um, and I will so, give a lot of it is. I think he's like straight line, just pure speed. I think he's faster than Chase. Yeah, just I on agree. pure speed. I agree. Yep. Pure, pure speed, I, I would take a lot of I, I think yes. Chase is maybe a little bit of cleaner route runner. Uh, I, I mean, Chase is a his route running is pretty impressive. I, I, yes, I mean, is. he can create space like nobody's business. Uh, so wrap up this segment here on the on the draft um who, who are the winners and losers of the draft if you say one winner 
one loser. AD, who's your winner and loser? Zach, who's your winner and loser of this draft? I mean, to me, I, I, like I said, it. I don't think anybody touching the Jets. I mean, that first round alone, you got, you know, the second best corner, one of the top three best receivers, probably one of the top three best edge rushers. Then in the second round, you get the best back in the yeah. draft. Man, that's 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 mm, that's 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 not a bad haul there. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. to me, like the losers, really, to me, I think the losers at this point, it got to be the teams that just didn't have picks. Like you know, the teams like uh o- Oakland, and I mean not Oakland, I'm tripping. Las Vegas, um, teams that didn't yeah. just, just didn't have any draft capital right now are like the biggest losers so far because you know we still got one more day of this, but. I, yeah. I don't think anybody's draft is hitting what the Jets are. like they 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 nailed it. They nailed it to me. Yeah, for me, and I, I mean before you just before you go, just before you go, they just got one of the best tight ends in uh Rucker from uh Ohio State. So they just added to it. So yeah. Justin. So yes, sir. Yeah. Uh I mean for me, A D, I think uh I think with B- Adding the players that they, that this team did, and because of the trade, I think it's the Eagles, um, because you get stellar defensive guys like Nicobe Dean, you get Jordan Davis, and then you go and you make arguably maybe one of the best trades um, with going and getting AJ Brown. I mean, good grief, AJ Brown is like Reagan said, he's a he's been a fantastic receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you get to help a guy like Hertz out. I mean, that offense is – and you've got Devontae Smith there as well. Like, good grief. I mean, that offense is is scary, you know, when you think about all the guys that they have now. And now that you add to the, def- the defensive pieces there, I think as a whole, you know, because of the trade, I think for me it's the Eagles. Um, so, yeah. Uh, for me, I got I got to agree with you, A.D., the Jet is the the Jets are the winner right now. I mean, Garrett Wilson is incredible. Uh, I mean, I think Derek Stingley's better, but Sauce Gardner. I mean, take no credit. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. He is still an incredible DB. His stats are incredible. Uh, I'm pretty sure he never allowed a touchdown his entire college career. If, I, if I'm if I'm saying that correctly, I saw a stat the other day, and I may be misquoting that, but I'm pretty sure he never allowed a touchdown his entire college career, and never like, allowed. Also- a a like this season didn't allow a reception over 13 yards or longer. Like, I mean, impressive, very impressive. Then you think of Jermaine Johnson, who everybody thought was going to go a lot sooner than them, and they picked them up later in the first round. Your first round was Garrett Wilson. Well, I'm excuse me, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and then you added Brees Hall, <laughs> and then you just had like ridiculous. Like, they, no doubt, they are the winner right now. Yeah. Now. They are the Jets organization. What are they going to do with them? <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, but every, everybody got to start somewhere. <laughs> got to start somewhere, no doubt. But they got had picks galore, and they've made good picks with them. Um, the losers for me, and this is sheerly off of one pick, and they may, even not be, they may not even be the loser of the draft, but the Drake-London pick for me with Atlanta is just so – is such a oh, reach. Man. And 
not to throw shade at this guy either, but the strange pick for the Patriots out of Chattanooga, I, those were some really reaching first-round picks to me. Like, me. if you want me to be completely honest, I never even heard of Drake London's name till like, last week. I didn't even know the dude. I did not even know the dude. I, I knew every other receiver probably in this draft, you know, that were relevant. Like, like I even knew uh, John uh, Dotson from from Penn State. Uh, or, or is it Dotson? Dotson, right? Jahan Dotson. Jahan Dotson. Yeah, Jahan Dotson. So, like, I know all those guys, and, like, I, I, I didn't even know who Drake London was. And for him to go eight, get out of here, Atlanta. I just uh, – I feel like that was – The Dirty Birds will continue to be the Dirty I mean, as I mean, as a same fan, I can't say I'm mad at you. Had your, any, you had your pick at any receiver. No pick had been made at receiver yet. You had every single one at hand, and you picked Drake London. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> they must have really liked, liked their conversation with him or something. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they – He must I be mean, a man of character or something. Anyway, holy. I mean, I mean – But, I mean, you know, these scouts, they've been doing it for a long time, you know. Obviously, although we don't see some of these guys and they're at lower-level schools like Chattanooga, like Purdue, you know, some of those guys that, yeah. that went first round, um, you know, I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. So we'll, we'll see how that talent plays out. I mean. Uh, I, I will say, I mean, I've kind of adopted the Bengals as my team, honestly. 100%. I, I mean, with Breeze gone, my heart kind of I, – I don't know. I, I've never – fully been just a head over heels for the Saints, and I don't know why, and that may offend some Louisiana people. I've obviously pulled for them, especially when Drew Brees was there because I love Drew Brees and all he stood for as a man. I mean, I thought he was an incredible person. Uh, and we actually – what's kind of crazy, Zach, I don't think we've ever told anybody this. We lived in Luke McCown's house in Jacksonville, Texas. We lived in Luke McCown's house in Jacksonville, Texas, we moved to Jacksonville, Texas for my dad to be a youth pastor, and Luke McCowan attended the church my dad accepted a youth pastor position at in Jacksonville, Texas. And at the time, he was the current Jacksonville, Florida starting quarterback, and we had no place to live yet. So we got to live in his house in Jacksonville while he was living in Jacksonville, Florida. So we got to hear a lot about Drew Brees from Luke McCowan and his time at the Saints and his parents and whatnot. So we we know what kind of guy Drew Brees is, so we kind of love him. So that's I, I can't believe we've never told anybody I, that. I, we literally lived in Luke Brown's house. Yeah, yeah. We, so for everybody listening, you know that that was kind of our claim to fame, I guess. Whenever if you ever do like, I remember like when we were when I was a little bit younger, like if we ever did like two truths and a lie, I, you know that game. Y'all know that game. Like I, I would yeah. throw that in. I would lived throw in that in NFL there, and people like, "There's no way you live in yeah. the NFL quarterback's house." I'm like, "Hot sight, gotcha." Yeah. <laughs> so we we attended Jacksonville High School, which Josh McCowan and Luke McCowan, or not high school. Well, you attended high school. I was in middle school. Yeah. Uh, Josh and Luke McCowan both went to Jacksonville High School. You know, they were like idols there because they both went to A and M and had great careers. And anyway, and ended up in the NFL. Anyways, I can't believe we'd never mentioned that on the show. I just thought about that. But anyways, uh, my, my team now – we, we traced the rabbit. My the team Bengals. now is Bengals. I've just followed uh, – Justin Broussard mentioned the, 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 the picks. Uh, I, I really think the, the, the Braxton Hill 
pick or Daxton Hill pick was was a good pick. Somebody to compliment uh, Jesse Great Bates one. in the, at the safety position, and then the Taylor Britt pick. I don't know. I, maybe they're replacing Eli Apple. That's what I hope. I mean, good grief. I know all you Saints fans want that man. Off the field. I want him off the field just as much as you do. He's yeah, horrible. He is horrible. Man, and how dare he trash New Orleans? Make a BBDB back to back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. I know that we, we re signed Eli Apple, but hey, man, this Cornhusker, Mr. Taylor Britt, come to take your place, brother. Time for you to get out of that burnt toast. Nurse Court said, I think y'all need to have a little bro on the show. He's a star in the making. Just saying, tell him hi for me. <laughs> Simon did get to meet some of our some of our viewers, so that yeah. was pretty cool. You yeah. ready to move on to basketball, Reagan? I, yeah, I see yeah. Peyton in here. Peyton, we, it's the last thing. We got to finish it. It was a great night, obviously. Yes, we're going to finish it off. We're going to finish it with baseball because it was the most exciting thing of tonight. So, But let's go ahead and let's yes. move forward and, and talk about some basketball. And Reagan, yes, this thing, because I, not a lot of people, AD, are talking basketball right now. And, you know, I, no, obviously, no. you've got the draft going on. You've got, um, obviously, baseball team is is going right now. So there's a lot of things uh, elsewhere that's, that's happening right now, uh, sports-wise. But, I mean, the basketball team is shaping up right now. Yeah, look, I mean – Right now, you, you, you've, you've gotten some transfers with Cam Hayes. You've gotten Cornelius Williams. You've gotten – oh, who's the dude from uh, oh, uh, Northwestern State? We're drawing a black. Kendall Coleman. Kendall Kendall Coleman. Kendall Coleman. Justice Cam Hill. Hayes. Justice Hill. Um, you got Mawani back. You got Justice Williams back. Adam Miller, big time, released today. His top two schools – CU and LSU, boy oh boy, if you get Adam Miller back, holy cow. boy oh boy, if you get Adam Miller back, and you just pulled in Jalen Reed, and you just pulled in Jalen Reed, the dude is is making it over, and we haven't even heard the sanctions yet. Nope. We haven't even heard the sanctions no, yet, we and, and it really feels like some positive uh, things rolling for him. And y'all, y'all, Efton Reed has not made a decision. Xavier Pinson, even nope. though he released his top few guys, I would not rule his top two teams. I would not rule him out yet. He released Xavier and Mississippi State as his top two guys. I wouldn't rule him out yet. Uh, there's one more I'm thinking of that hasn't released there. As Waro has Sharif. Sharif O'Neal hasn't. Sharif's so not. More than that. Sharif's not coming I don't back. think Sharif O'Neal. No, no Sharif's not coming back. But uh, <laughs> man, there's another one I'm thinking of. Maybe it's just Adam Miller and Efton that I'm thinking there's of. Adam Miller, oh. Efton, Sharif, and Benson. Xavier. Yeah, yeah. And as Waro. Bradley Azuaro hadn't announced anywhere. Well, we saw Colbert. Had, well, I mean, he—you never know what he could, he could become. I mean, he was a freshman, and but we know we saw Jarrell Colbert. Uh, he's going to Kansas State. But guys, I mean, it's really come together. Al Landry, nine scholarship players on the team now. Yes, I mean, you went from zero to nine. Zero to nine. I mean, pretty, pretty quickly. Makeover. Pretty quickly. Ad, what what's your thoughts been so far of what McMahon has has been trying to do? I mean, we've been, you know, we've been. Kind of, it's kind of been quiet on that front, even though th- some things feel like there's some things happening. You know, what what, what do you feel about it so far? Man, I I'm like I've been. I don't think even when Wade was here, I was like this. Um, this so much with my antennas up for anything coming out about basketball, but man, when that Jalen Reed thing hit, I was like, cause. Like a lot of people don't know how the things, how the situation went. He was committed to Florida, 
And, yep, you know, yep. they had a coaching change, but he didn't follow the coach to Georgia. They said that he took a secret visit down here the weekend of the spring game. And he's from Mississippi, from Jackson, which is like two and a half hours away from Baton Rouge. Right, so, right. so he and he popped. And I mean, I looked at his game and he is nice. And another one y'all didn't mention was Fountain that we got from Mississippi State. Yes, Fountain, yes. That's his game. His game is so – I love his game. But, and a position um, of need. Uh, he he feels position, position of need. need. Yes. And then getting the news about Adam Miller today, like, I mean, I, I don't think we're going to have to worry about recruiting, man, because, I mean, to get Jalen Reed, a top 50 guy, Yep. then you have Adam Miller reconsidering. And I really think with McMahon and what he does, LSU is the best spot for him. It's not even a debate. And then still with the possibility of Efton coming back. And then there's this other kid, this other recruit that is between us and Georgia for him, a 2022 yep. guy. He's a power yep, forward yep, yep. from Texas. And his game, he a lefty. His game, nice. I mean, this recruiting is not um is 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 shocking to me. And like I, yeah. I always say, I take I say all the time. Yeah. I say all the time. The reason why I, I, I'm not worried about the team was because McMahon was not a probation hire. Yeah. Me personally, I was like, back the branch truck up to Calvin Sampson house and keep doing it until he tell you no. Yeah. <laughs> but my yeah. second choice was Matt McMahon. And when they landed McMahon, I felt a whole lot better about where we were going to be and where we were oh, going to yeah. be at. Because he, he's not a holdover coach. He's not a get-you-through, your, your, um, your suspension-type coach. He's a guy that you – that's a hire they could have made – they would have made if they hired real fired Will Wade just off of – you know, for any other reason. Or Will Wade went and took another job. You'll go hire a Matt McMahon-type guy. So I'm just excited. And, like, the yeah. way he's building this thing. And there's another kid I forgot to mention – they saying that he's probably going to be Georgetown because he's a Maryland kid and he's from out that way. Um, Tyrell Ward. We in it for yeah. him too. It's between us, Vantech, and star. Georgetown. Yeah, he's a yeah. five star. Five, a five star win. Yeah. So, I mean, and if he pull that off, he pull Adam Miller coming back, and uh, and he, we get um, the guy from Texas, and after he comes back, I don't think. The expectations that we were expecting to have before Wade got fired for this next season are going to be yeah. unreasonable. Well, hey, yeah. listen, this is a a huge, huge stretch, huge stretch. And am I crazy to think with all all this going on that they know something that we don't with these sanctions coming? Uh, are they? I mean, are they? Are they? Maybe, are they potentially maybe. going to be? Not as bad as we think they are. I don't. I would say it's not a stretch to say that that Scott Woodward has gotten ahead of this thing. That's what I would say. That, I would say it's a, not a stretch to say that he has worked some Scott Woodward. You know, we always talk about how Scott seems like he's a few steps ahead of everybody else, and I feel like I feel like he has worked some magic and has been very, very, very kind to the NCAA and has done everything the NCAA has done. 
I, I and I'm not trying to get my hopes up because I still expect I I am expecting postseason Bam. That is what I'm expecting. But my expectations were two to three years Bam. Maybe one. I'm feeling like a one two is a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. I mean, potentially, Zach, potentially fines and scholarships restrictions. Zach and both of y'all made like absolutely brilliant points to me. Zach, what you saying? Is there something that they know that the rest of us don't? And Reagan, you saying you know answering back with saying Woodward has probably done something and crossed every T and dotted every yeah. I that the NCAA has asked him to because. These some of these moves, what reason would they have to come here? These are not, you know, these are not guys begging for an opportunity. Exactly. Correct. Jalen Reed exactly. is a top 50 guy. And if You're you watch right. his game, any of his highlights, the dude has skill. He can put the ball on the floor. Why would Tyrell Ward consider you? Yeah. Yes. Why would why would, why Ace, would Ace have you in your top two and think about yeah. coming back with his talent? And he's, like, and he's probably, you know, done after next year. Yeah. Like, like, it's, it's too many things pointing toward what y'all said to make you believe that it's not out there like that. Like, they, they, I believe Woodward and McMahon have enough information to go to these kids and say, look, we know what you're hearing, but here's what's really coming. And yeah. it's not going to be a problem for you if you come here and play for us. And I think that's what is going on. So I'm... No doubt. I'm 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 excited. I, I really got to see that. Like, I'm as excited about basketball as I am about the football team, and that's real talk. Like, I am super excited. So even that's, if even if the yeah, hammer come down, yeah. whatever, I'm okay. Whatever. This team with this coach, and his ability guy. as a coach, yeah. and and also if you they giving away um giving away scholarships. But it's twenty three and twenty four class. They just handing them things out like uh, like school lunches. Like like they just <laughs> giving them away. <laughs> they they just giving them away. So yeah, man, I'm yeah. I'm excited about the basketball team. I'm excited about the news. The way just being just having LSU still in these conversations for top right. guys after losing the coach who was known as an age recruiter and what we do have coming toward us punishment wise to still yeah. be in the conversations with these kids. I'm not as worried. I'm I'm really not. I think the I think it may not be clear right now, but I think the future is very bright. See, that's the thing is like you like you said, even if the hammer comes down, and I think like that's what Scott Woodward is thinking here, like right? Yeah, like I think he's behind the scenes working some things to make this as like the the, the sanctions aren't gonna be as hard as we possibly originally thought. Six, seven, seven. If sanctions are laid he's down, prepared for like, the future. he's prepared for this. Like we are ready to take this on if need be. But I still feel like there's like I just Scott Woodward is such a, a brilliant mind with handling and navigating these situations. This is the reason you hire Scott Woodward. Number one, he makes incredible coaching hires. Number two, he navigates these situations in a brilliant way. I mean, in in a in a professional way. And he handles himself professionally. I mean, when you think about the disaster that was at Orgeron the last two years, like, like it, you go from like beating Florida and and TDP 
breaks the single game rushing record, yet the next day he still has made this plan and he's made this decision. It doesn't matter what happened on Saturday. We know it's a disaster. We know it's been going on. We got to take care of business. We got to take care of LSU football. We're going to go ahead and make this announcement now so we can start our official process of hiring. That's the difference between Joe Oliva yes. and, and, and uh, Scott Warwick because Joe Oliva rode off of the the high whenever Les Miles won the A&M game when they're carrying him off the field. And they kept him. I yes. mean, and then you have the Ed Orgeron situation, which he was going – I mean, Les Miles was going to be fired. Yeah. Les Miles was going to be fired. They win the game, they carry him off the field, they hold up on that. And then you kind of have a similar situation. You know, Edward O'Dron is going to be fired. It's basically, it's already done. And they go out, they play a big game. But instead of going, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe this we is still our guy. Maybe it. we should hold on to him. You still drop, like, off that high, you go, he's the done. very next day. The very next day, you The say, very he's next done. day, you hold a press conference. So, yeah, I, I'm impressed. I, and I think I have a really, really more comfortable. Um, uh, feel about this, what's coming next with this basketball team in this next season, which, by the way, this will be a great transition uh, because we're about to go ahead and take a break. My Grizzlies have come back. They were down a little bit, and now they have a four-point so with 24 seconds Grizz. left. It looks like my Grizzlies are going to advance. I, 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 and I, I think they got the ball, too. The Pelicans parade, shout out to the Pelicans, though. But shout uh, out to the Pelicans. Hey, I, they, 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 I appreciate they my second Some's favorite cooking. team. Something's yeah, cooking, and they've man. got they've got something going on really really good right, hey, right now. I ain't gonna lie, he hit kind of deep when I saw Willie crying going off. It yeah, kinda man. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> hit me. <laughs> Willie was crying the field, on the court. Bro. I was like, hey, when I saw that, I was like, something's it's cooking in Nola. So yes, we're is. gonna take a quick break, and then we will be back. Hopefully, maybe by the time we come back, uh, the Grizz have solidified this. Uh, and, and are going to be able to advance to the, to the second round. Um, but before – I should say, after we get back, we're going to hit on some baseball. So, Peyton, I know you're in here. Hang on. Hang on. We're going to take a <laughs> quick break, and then we will be back right after this to talk some LSU baseball. Five Star Hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem. And at Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five Star Hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you. Here for your family, Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Yes, so yes. All right. We got our last segment here for you. We talked some draft picks. We some basketball. McMahon makeover. Now we got to discuss tonight's baseball game. Big time series. Georgia's coming in Baton Rouge. They're ranked higher than you. They got a big time ace pitching tomorrow. But you take care of business tonight, Huge. and you get game one. Huge. Big win. Zach, what were your thoughts on game one tonight? Um, I mean, okay, so I, I hate to start off with a negative, but you're, <laughs> you're going to have to rely off more of more of base hits and, and singles and doubles. 
than yeah, yeah, yeah. than than the home run ball than the long ball like you did tonight because tonight you're really relying on the long on ball. You had two two home run uh two two home run uh dingers and then you also had the solo shot by by Cruz later on in the ball game. But I will continue to say this: the the bullpen and the starting pitching has continued to elevate yes. their game and has continued to surprise Mikhail. myself mm. and I think really all of uh, LSU baseball fans because Mikhail came out. I know he had some shaky spots, but when he got in those shaky spots, he took care of business. He got strikeouts. Uh, you know, he was he, he both both of his pitches were working for him. Um, especially as he progressed later on in the ball yep. game, it, it seemed like he got better. I mean, that's why they left him in there for so long. I mean, he six went, good innings. I mean, he he went in there for six yep. innings and he and he looked really solid. And I I don't want to say he's an ace because he he doesn't he doesn't have the ace type stuff uh, pitches wise. But he man. I mean he is playing like an ace. I mean he is he's going five six seven innings uh, and and, he, and he's shut, shutting teams out. Uh, and, and keep them keeping them off the scoreboard for the most part. Um, he's been able to work around batters. He has looked really good. So I mean, I, I love. For me tonight, it is definitely that you have start the starting pitching and the release of pitching. Improving. Exceeded expectations, but as Reagan said, it is improving and it's continuing better, better. to get yeah. better. Right. Um, now, Tuesday was Tuesday was rough. You know, we were li- we were live for that game, and, and and you know, I wanted to see Ty Floyd improve and, and have a, another good outing. Yeah. He didn't have a good outing. He, he, he had a pretty pretty rough outing, and so um, you know. But I think overall, this pitching staff has looked even better and yeah. and has has progressed a lot throughout the season. And I'm, I'm glad they were to hit the ball tonight. I'm glad they had the homers, but they've got to be more consistent at, at hitting. You know, stringing hits together, stringing yeah. hits together, which also Reagan. I mean, dude, who are you gonna put at catcher when Milazzo's back healthy? I mean, you've got Travinsky who's been hitting well, you've got McManus who hit well tonight, he had one yeah. of the dingers, and then Milazzo's your best defensive catcher. And you know, if he's able to hit two, two, 200, 250, I mean, shoot, uh, I mean, that's I gonna know, be man. tough, but I mean, all three catchers have looked really good, so uh, McManus, which is, thing. Which I mean, is great, you have depth there. McManus looked fantastic tonight. Stevenson caught some balls out in the outfield yes. tonight that were that were some tough plays for, for some other guys, but yeah, reminiscent, reminiscent. Of, of, of his brother. But um, he made him look routine. So yeah. uh, overall, really impressive. I honest, got to be honest, I was extremely nervous coming into the series. I honestly did not think that this series would go well, and now I'm a lot more optimistic because they got the the, the, the game one win, which is the yeah. most important one. Yeah, game you, one wins. You got game one. And now you know you can you can battle it out. Blake Money and their ace can battle it out tomorrow. You know if you're able to win that, holy cow, big time. You know, or you're gonna end up going to a rubber match and having to fight it out on yeah. Sunday. And I like LSU's chances on Sunday because LSU's guys. Again, I'll continue to repeat this: uh, the pitching for LSU is gonna beat a lot of other teams with yeah. their Sunday guys. So overall, huge win tonight. Not only for tonight, but it sets you up really well for the next two days. Yeah, AD, what stood out to you tonight? Big game I mean, one win. I mean, the, the it, one it, you want to get. What did you like tonight? It's 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 Mikael. I mean, when you know he's a dog. When with, with pitching, you when you're not like the dude, when you're not the ace, 
you have more nights like tonight where you don't have everything, where you don't have your best stuff. You miss some spots and some things like that, but you battle through and you still only give up two runs. That is more encouraging to me than anything because you're going to have more games like this than you will have those games where you're striking out 10 guys and, you know, you give up one run over seven innings or, you know, one run over six and two-thirds. It's these kind of games mean something. And for Hilliard to go out there time after time, get in trouble, but get himself out and shut down a good – this is not just, you know, it's not a midweek game. This is yeah. a quality SEC opponent. And he did his thing. Inside, the Grizz took it. 114. Let's go. Yes, sir. Series so over. So, you know, y'all see, Golden see Golden State, State next. Golden State, but, we come. Come on, Golden State. But, um, but you know, to have Hilliard have this kind of performance, like, because I think what has been so baffling for us this season, I think if our pitchers were giving up five to six in runs a game, we we wouldn't like it, but it would be easier to swallow than the way we've been losing games. Yeah. Because that was the thing that was supposed to not be good. The pitching was supposed to be the problem with this team, yeah, right, not right, the fielding. Yeah. So I think it would – but the way they have performed, if the fielding would get right – I mean, you're talking about top 10, top 5 team in the nation right now. Like a super regional is not even a question if, our, if yeah. we felt confident in our fielding. But because the hitting is there. That's one thing that has been consistent. The hitting has been consistent. They've given, they, you know, they for us to get five, six runs. That's, you know, that's a walk in the park for this baseball team. I mean, even yeah. the game we lost, it was nine to four. I mean, we still put up four runs. You know, in a lot of games, you can win with four runs. So, but I think he'll just man to come out and have the have the battle, yeah. the way he did in and after inning without his best stuff and still only give up two runs. Hats off to him to get to the get, give a solid six innings. And then let them boys in the pin work, which has probably been the best part of the pitching staff. Big yeah. dogs at the pin, brilliant, brilliant, yeah. brilliant game tonight for the, the stuff with Mikael, uh, kind of to spin off here what y'all are saying. Like when y'all are talking about ace, y'all are talking about like a hard throwing dude that just punches guys out. Yeah, like he's throwing mid, you know, mid nineties, like maybe sometimes touching a little bit higher, you know, to just slinging a guy. The thing with like Mikel that makes him so good is the mix of his pitches. It's like they're it doesn't matter that it's not as fast. It's just like you keep that hitters off balance. Like you don't know what's coming. Yeah. Like his curveball is, I mean, just a, a knee buckler, number one. And like his fastball, it's it's not even like this straight line ball. It's got some cut to it. And and it's it's hard to keep up with. I mean, when you're when you're throwing in a fastball that's coming in with some movement on it, and then you see this like hanging curveball, it's it's hard to to keep up with. And it's the mix of his pitches keep guys off balance all the time. And dude, to come into the first inning of the game and have the bases loaded one out and the to punch out the next two guys, that was clutch. Man, I mean, man. That, man, I mean man. that that was huge to start the game off like that. A huge momentum. I mean, swing. how many times did he start off 0-2 and then end up having and then Yes, walked guys, but luckily was able to 
fight back. Fight back. I mean, and, I, mean I mean, fantastic job. I mean, you 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 not you you lock in. I I, I want to say he only made one mistake, but I mean, he made mistakes tonight, but he made up for himself. So he only made one mistake that cost him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he made mistakes by getting some some runners on the base pads and putting himself in a bind, but he made up for it. He only made one mistake yeah, with the, the hanging breaking ball that, 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 that they out. put out. And yeah. that was all they had. That's all they got. One pitch that he hung, and that's all they got. And if you I mean I mean, if you hit your location on that, they don't score any runs tonight. No. I mean, I mean, that's just it has been really a surprise to see our our our, our staff do as well as it has and i have i've been really impressed and um honestly zach i, I gotta agree with you i i feel like our our batting averages are high i mean they are but they're definitely not as stringed together as you want them to be yeah like i mean you you get a you get a guy on you hit one out obviously you're gonna love it i'm, I'm not gonna be upset about home no, run no. But obviously, <laughs> but um, you like to see those innings where it's just like, like when you give up a home run and like a guy you walk a guy, give up a home run, then he gets the next three outs. It doesn't feel as you know exhausting. But when you are sitting up there and you are battling, and it's like you get like four hits in an inning, and you walk a batter, like that's a that's a dragging inning, or or you get like two singles and a double and you hit a batter like that really takes a toll it on frustrates the, the coaches it yes. frustrates the field it frustrates the pitcher it frustrates the fans yes and because uh, and another never, thing yes it and, feels like and it, another thing two out hits two out hits with me on no yes when you start those two out rallies those things are demoralizing to the other team it's like um for, for folks who who may not be um as baseball Chevy is us. Uh, when when you have a strong running game and you just run an ISO down their throat, and they know it's coming, they know what you're doing, but they can't do anything about it. That's what it's like when you yeah. start those two out rallies. Well, you get a More guy, you get on with a double. The next guy knock him in with a single. Then the guy behind him hit another double, and he and the, the guy that hit the single come in and score. But no, those kind of rallies are absolutely crushing to a team. So, um. I, that's the way you want to play offensive yeah. baseball. The home runs are good. You know, home runs, like they say, like that old saying, chicks dig the long ball. But yeah. when you get those two, those those rallies like that, those two-out rallies or just consistent string, you know, moving guys station to station, that stuff just wears because, you really know, does. you can easily be out there 45 minutes on defense, and that just wears you down. And, and you're eating into like, the bullpen. Yeah. yeah, you're eating into the bullpen. And I'm standing out there in center field, bored out of my mind, because every time the, every time somebody get up, they're hitting a, a, a line drive single down the left field line. It's just – and I'm out here. I've been out here for 30 minutes. It's like it's it's yeah. demoralizing. It really is. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got it right, AD. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff I want to see a little bit more of is is that that gruelingness that, that, that just wears on a team – that we can, that will help us win more series by doing that rather than just hitting home run. Because you could shake off, a, okay, I made one bad pitch, they got me on it. Now I got to go right back and get at it. But man, when you're beat, you're when you're getting beat like that, like like AD was talking about, it, it's exhausting. Now I will, I, what I will say now tonight was great. Um, 
and and I mentioned the home runs need meaning you know that that that's a little bit of a of a negative you know only hitting a long ball and not stringing together hits, but tomorrow's game you can do that. Yeah, tomorrow's game yeah, you can do ace. that because you're yeah. gonna they're gonna have an ace on the mound. And it's gonna be it's Hit gonna be extremely out. tough. Hit the ball out. It's gonna be extremely <laughs> tough to string together hits. So you know, I I would love to see what they did tonight tomorrow. I would have preferred to see stringing together some hits tonight, but it was fine. It worked because McHale was the star of the night, uh, yes, pitching wise, and the bullpen was the star of the night. So you know, it, it worked. But I, you know, to, what you did tonight, hitting wise, do it tomorrow. You know, yep. if, if you if you score two. If you score four runs uh, off a couple of dingers, you know you set yourself well, and that's going to depend on how money pitches because money has has had some rough outings, but luckily the bullpen has come in and saved him the last couple of times. Yeah. So you know it's going to depend on the pitching. You had great pitching tonight. You had great bullpen action tonight. Are you able to get great starting pitching tomorrow night? And are you able to get great bullpen uh, pitching tomorrow night? Yeah, I really. That is going to depend yeah. on whether this team. The, the the pitching helped you. The, the pitching helped you win tonight. It's going to have to help you win tomorrow. Yeah, I really want to see Blake Money have a good game tomorrow. Uh, I feel like he's kind yeah, of he need to bounce back. He need to bounce back. I, I want I want to see him have a strong game. Uh, maybe one of those kind of games like he had at the beginning of the season. I know it's a different opponent when you're in the SEC, but I really want to see Blake Money have a strong game so he can gain some confidence. I mean, he needs that. Um, one one other thing I want to say that may not be game related. Um, about this, I feel like so we we've, we've been a little a little bit disappointed, you know, with the way the baseball season has gone. Right, the, the fielding has been frustrated. You know, you thought you would win more than what you had, like the A and M series, the Auburn series. You can uh, we can live with an Arkansas loss. The sweep hurt a little bit. Um, the Florida series was a good win, but it wasn't. You know, just. It hasn't been dominating like we've wanted it to be. But one thing I want to like, I want to point out with this baseball team. Number one, Jay Johnson. I, I, I still trust Jay Johnson because the chemistry he seems to be building with this team. I mean, I don't know if y'all follow him on Twitter or whatnot, but every single win they get, they take a photo, he posts a score. There's camaraderie, there is chemistry, there is a bond. And and, and I'm not saying Paul Maneri didn't do that. But this is a new way that Jay Johnson is doing that. And he's really, I think, pulling the team together. That's number one. Number two, it's not as bad as I think we've made it out to be. Like, after tonight, you are now one game behind the SEC lead. You're one game behind uh, – not the SEC lead, the SEC West lead. You're one game behind Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, if you win the Auburn series, if you win the A&M series, if you win both of those series, you're, you're like, ahead of Arkansas right now. By like, a couple of games. If, if right, so this I don't want to like just say, well, this season isn't what we expected, blah blah blah. Like we could still host, and I feel like we've been we we've kind of like been set back a little bit by the not meeting the expectation we had because we had some really high expectations for year one. I, I'm going to admit it; we, we really set the bar high for year one, and it may have not been fair to Jay Johnson. Really, what he has done this year has been really good, considering it being his first year. Because this can be there, this can very well be a still, still a very special season in the postseason. Considering what we've sat here and talked about, how the pitching is improving, 
how our our bats, you know, our our bats are incredible. We we know the offense is there. Your bullpen has become so, a strength that you you never thought you would had. Like bullpens, we've talked about can can take you a long way in the postseason. So even though this hasn't been this just spectacular, like I mean, I feel like we were expecting to have like a Tennessee like season. Like I feel like that was the expectation. What Tennessee is having, I feel like is what we were expecting, which is a little unrealistic. But our season is solid and it ain't over with yet. Like yeah. you can still win the SEC West. Yeah, you still have a shot at it. And if you win the SEC West, the SEC West in baseball, and it's his first year, that's I mean that's incredible. Yes, that's incredible. I mean, so I mean, yeah, I mean, so much of what you're saying, Reagan, is like so spot on. It's like, I mean, this is his first year, and yeah. I don't care what coach, I don't care how good a coach is. When you come in, there's going to be changes and shifts yeah. and things like that. I mean, he doesn't have his guys in here yet. Even it's with all the guys that he has, AB, like even though they're extremely talented, you still have to have that transition. Yeah, yeah, that's still that transition. And you know, you know, and big thing, big thing that happened this week uh, that we didn't talk about is it, that was off the field. Technically, Michael Romero signed his uh, his letter of intent. Um, so. You know, you got that coming in, but we we have high expectations because this is LSU baseball. People can no say what they want. LSU baseball has been the blue blood uh, program in baseball. There's only one other school in the nation with more championships in baseball than nothing. I think that's USC. Yeah. It is a blue it blood, high. <laughs> yeah, it's a blue blood, high expectation program. That's no what it is. No so, it's not it, we set ourselves up to be disappointed because we we are LSU baseball. That's what it is. But the job he has done has not been bad. It has not been bad at all. I really commend him, especially in the SEC where a lot of teams have caught up. Yeah. You know, it used, it used to just be us in Florida. Yeah. Guaranteed every year. But yeah. teams have caught up. Vanderbilt, we know what that is. Ole Miss. Tennessee, Arkansas, like those teams have called. They have, they have caught up to us as yeah. far as the consistency of, in level of play in baseball now. So yeah. to come in and having to rebuild what was here for, what how long was Maneri here? Like 10, 11 years? Since 07. 07? So well, well, longer than that? that yeah. Like 15 years? Yeah. 14, 15 years to come in and have to rebuild it, that's a, that takes a lot. So yeah. I, I commend him. He's doing he's doing the job. And when he gets his program all the way set the way he sees it going, yeah. look out. Look yeah. out. And you're you're that's one thing we gotta consider too. Like Jay Johnson has done what he's done with this with the cards he's been dealt, right? Yes. And then like we saw the recruiting class this man put together that's coming in next season. Like, if that continues to happen, holy cow. Like, I mean, it, that is incredible. So, kudos to Jay Johnson. Like, I, I don't – I'm not saying we ever, we ever like, doubted Jay Johnson throughout this season. But I do – I mean, there may have been some, like, little doubt creeping in. You know, when we were losing some games we thought we shouldn't have. The fielding got bad. Our tendency as fans is to immediately 
you know, overreact. dive off the deep end and overreact. And we may have done that. With, we may have done that with the whole Will Wade thing. Like those sanctions, you know, we may have been like thinking, oh, the hammer is coming down. Basketball is going to be irrelevant for five years. You know, blah blah blah. You know, our our tendency is to immediately overreact in that way. And maybe, maybe just maybe, you know, we we overreacted a little bit with the fielding and whatnot. And then you step back and realize, holy crap, we're we're one game off the SEC West lead. Yep. This is a good job for a first year head coach at LSU, and the expectation is very high. So I think the you know, the fact that we're starting right here where you're competing for the SEC West year one, and he only has like three of the guys he had from his former team, and he's just doing with the cards he's dealt, which they're pretty good hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got, you got some that. pretty good cards. But it's never it's, – I mean, as good as Dylan Cruz is, Trey Morgan, Kay Doty, Jordan Thompson, you know, all these guys – it's not the same as when you recruit a guy, he comes in, you train him the way you train him, you teach him the way you teach him. You know, this is a transition from one teaching style to another, and it's still – we put this product on the field, and it's still good enough to compete in the SEC West. Kudos to Jay Johnson. I'm excited for the future of LSU baseball. That's what I got to say about that. So, it, do you all have anything else to add to that? If, if not, we'll, we'll, well hit a quick we'll, break. We'll, 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 we'll look at some of these questions, uh, some of these comments, and then we will wrap. Good deal. Up. Um, <laughs> Cody saying boo. Um, yeah, to the Grizz. To the yeah, Grizz. Yeah. Sorry, Cody. Uh, look, look, I told you, man. Pels are like my number two now. So, you know, respect it's not. It's, the Pels. You know, give me some respect. I'm giving you some respect. Give me some respect. <laughs> John Moran is my guy. Cody John Moran, I'm a fan. Cody has been banned, and there's no. <laughs> That's hilarious. He said, "Cody said, not very go Tigers of y'all." <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, uh, Carl Dunn, here comes the Tiger train. Choo choo! Yes, yes. sir. Uh, excited. Uh, Peyton helped us out 15 years uh, that Monero was here. Yeah. And he said, "Huh? I'm not sure what that was to Peyton. So if you can clarify what that hunt is to, and then maybe we can catch it after the break." So uh, let's do that. Let's go ahead and catch a break, and then we will wrap up. Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a fantastic time here in the Tigers Avenue. AD, we appreciate you joining us, man. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, Give me your handle. Give them your handle so we can y'all go follow AD. Um, A Perkins two one one three. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, first and foremost, happy birthday to my guy Zach. He making twenty five tomorrow. Birthday. About an hour. Yeah, so about an hour, you're gonna be 25. It's all downhill from there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh secondly to all the to all the uh the guys in the chat, uh Peyton, Nurse Court, Big Al, uh Carl, Justin, all of y'all. If I missed you, it's, it's not because I wanted to, it's because I can't remember all of them. But thank y'all for tuning in. Follow these guys, y'all know how good they are at this point in time. There's no need 
keep repeating it. One of the best. Be one of the best. Um, the Avenue Crew is one of the best in the Avenue? Tiger, the the Tiger uh, Twitter podcast uh, webcast landscape. <laughs> one of the best. So you know, you follow these dudes. They they care about LSU. They love LSU like we all yeah, do. So you know, just just had a good time. It was fun. This is what we do every day, anyway. So Absolutely. now we're just putting it out for everybody else to see. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Well, AD, look, we we love having you as well, man. We love you and. For sure, we will be bringing you back on before football season starts. Absolutely. I've, I've got a plan, right? I haven't told Rain about this, but I've got a plan uh, of this lineup that's going to be coming b- before before we hit the uh, fall and, and, and football starts. So there we I'm go. excited about and then it. You know that's a two-hour show off top. I know. <laughs> yes, it, 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 honestly, AD, show. it might have to be. It, <laughs> it, it, it honestly might have to be. That's going to be so, so much fun. We'll hit this last comment, and then Reagan will get us out of here. Uh, Brandon Rich, man, I hope the Saints can still go get Honey Badger. Whoo, man, I, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I would love it if they got Honey Badger. Uh, Come on home. It just makes my love for the Saints and this this Bengals pull that's happening right now even harder. So, yeah, yeah. and also, and also, don't forget Juice. That's right, Jarvis Landry. Don't forget Juice out there. Holy I mean, cow, Michael Thomas, I mean, Lave, and Juice. Ooh, Michael Thomas, Lave, and Juice. Real, that's, that's another day, another <laughs> show. So, Reagan, go yeah, ahead. Bro. Yeah, on. man. AD, we appreciate you joining. Everybody, anytime. I love it, man. We love had a great time. We love the interaction. We appreciate y'all coming in here, joining us in the avenue. We'll catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero, take us out. Peace. Who that? Who that? Five Star. Who that? Who that? Five Star. And the LSU Tigers. LSU Tigers. Who that? Who that? Five Star.